Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Iman Wire podcast. Uh, Salim here with uh, co-host Qaydar and we're here also with Mutasim Atiyah from uh, Al Medina Institute. Uh, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. And actually, um, do you know this is actually the 14th episode of the Iman Wire podcast? Really? And uh, Mutasim, I know you remember the first episode, right? Do I remember the first one? I think I do. Well, it was the day after the election. Oh, that was right? the first one. Oh, subhanAllah. So, I mean, for our viewers who are listeners who um, who haven't uh, heard some of our earlier episodes, this podcast began like the day after the presidential election because right. it was just, you know, all this, everybody was worried and everything like that. So we started this podcast basically off the seat of our pants. Um, but everything seems to have worked out since then, right? Everything's been going fine. I don't know why we're all worried the day after the election, but, um, you know, it's ama- the- isn't it amazing how life works? You know, you always think that this, this event's going to happen. It's going to be the worst thing ever. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he shows you what good he can bring out of that. I mean, right. if, if it wasn't for that election, if it wasn't for, you know, Trump taking office, you wouldn't have had those millions of people marching mm-hmm. in the streets. I mean, I went to a few of these rallies and I, I saw people that were Christian, Jewish, atheist, and all different races holding up signs that we are Muslims. I mean, it was an amazing thing. Yes, it was. Yeah. So here we are, um, and it's actually the eve of Ramadan. I'd say it's, uh, it's past sunset on uh, the, uh, the first of Ramadan has, has begun, at least the night of Ramadan has begun. And actually, I went out to um, with my family today to try to see the moon because mm. it was supposed to be visible by naked eye, but there was a lot of clouds in the sky. So it was actually interesting because... How often do you really, I was thinking when we were there, how often do you really just sort of stare at the sky, you know, and just sort of look at the sun and look at the horizon as best you can. And there's really some, there's a, there's a spiritual value in that, which I feel is very interesting um, and very fitting as we begin this month of Ramadan, where I think all of us are sort of resetting ourselves and, you know, going back to when we started the podcast and where we are today as a community, um, this is our opportunity to sort of start over. Yeah, actually, b- before I even get into that, it's it's interesting you're saying that you're looking for the moon. <clears throat> it's a beautiful spiritual tradition. I was just thinking as you're saying that, Ghaidar, you grew up in Halab, Syria. Yes, I, I mean, did. Was that part of the tradition there? I mean, what, what was that like? It wasn't as, as such. Um, first of all, assalamu alaikum and uh, Ramadan Mubarak, inshallah, to everyone who's listening. Uh, I remember, of course, over there, it's uh, following Wazarat al-Awqaf, Ministry of uh, the Religious Affairs, and uh, basically it was the job of the state to uh, uh, look after the moon and kind of uh, find out if we can uh, see it or not. And a lot of other political, you know, elements that, you know, uh, people who are familiar with the Middle East uh, can kind of uh, probably guess, uh, you know, that played a role, you know, in the start and the end uh, of the month of Ramadan. But uh, it, nevertheless, it was a very, very special, uh, alhamdulillah, you know, uh, memory that I have, uh, you know, of all the fascinating times uh, while we're waiting to start and end uh, the month of Ramadan. So, uh, yes, um, you know, as, you know, you were talking about uh, the practice that I was actually familiar with, uh, of like getting out and trying to, uh, you know, uh, Tahari uh, al-hilal, you know, like we say in, in the Arabic terminology. I think I got to know the special spiritual dimension of it when I got here in the United States, like back when. So, uh, uh, you know, I think it has, like you said, Khimat uh, it has a lot of, you know, uh, special kind of poetic even you know in my own kind of sense you know because you're looking in the horizon and you're looking at the sky 
you know, the whole kind of reset button, you know, in your psyche, you know, at least in my own, you know, kind of if I go out there, if I, uh, you know, and, and I admit that I don't do it much, but um, if I go out there and I look in the sky, uh, you know, and, and, and look out for that new moon, new beginning, uh, you know, a lot of that is actually internal. And a lot of that is uh, more on the intention of the siyam, you know, the intention of whatever I'm going to do as abid. And um, uh, I think it helps in sincerity. It helps in, of course, there's a lot of other social dimensions and, you know, community benefits that you can get out of it. But uh, not to make this very drilled down, uh, in just on the surface, it's very, um, you know, um, spiritual. And, of course, you know, that's deep down, not just on the surface. Uh, to me, as a person, when I view the concept, you know. And, yeah, uh, I mean, one of the things that I sort of appreciated, um, especially tonight, was you know, even though we didn't see the moon, that, um, and as I was saying, like looking at the sky, and how often do you really stare at the sky? But it's like that grounding, that connection, you sort of come with 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 um, the creation. Because in that dua, that one of the duas that you're supposed to recite when, if you do see the moon, you're actually talking to the moon. Yeah. You're saying, uh -huh. it's like my Lord and your Lord, Lord talking yeah. to the moon, which yeah. I think is really, really amazing. Just that whole concept of that all of us are, you know, creations of Allah, the moon, the sun, everything around us. And then as now we're entering into this month where we're doing a deed where it is only for Allah and only for God, uh, not for any other worldly so, benefit. Yeah, it's the beautiful spiritual tradition of our deen that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to constantly remind us that um, everything around us is in his praise. Everything around us is uh, subject uh, to his will. And here we are, you know, looking for one of Allah's servants, you know, the new moon. And it's this relationship that builds, you know, between you and that moon. And you get so excited <laughs> you know, if you see it. And it's also like a family tradition. Right? Like you've got children sleeping, they're going to grow up remembering that mom and dad took us out and we were looking for the moon. And it was just something special that uh, that, that, the, that you did with them and it'll continue. And, uh, you, you know, as Raidar was, was just talking as well, you know, there there's a lot of very beautiful uh, spiritual uh, points that are connected to Ramadan. Of course, the Quran, you know, reciting of the Quran, that's something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always wants us to connect with. And for me... You know, growing up, uh, I would remember uh, that a lot of the Qur'an I actually memorized tended to happen in the month of, of Ramadan. So that's what I would do, a lot of Qur'anic recitation, a, lo a lot of review. And, uh, you know, for, for us growing up in upstate New York, it was just, it was a special community time. It's when you saw everyone. It's, when, you know, Tarawih, you, you get so excited to be there because, of course, you're going to pray. But also you're going to see everyone that you loved and maybe you'd only see them once a month or, you know, every other month. Now you're seeing them every night. And so it's it's very special for us. I mean, it's something that I think you, uh, we can all attest that you really can see the the light in the our, each of our communities. I remember that my first experience in your community in, in upstate New York was the first Ramadan that I actually visited um, the masjid. And the first night I was there, Sheikh Mukhtar Mograi, who was, who was there, uh, they had, a, I guess, a competition about reciting Surah Al-Baqarah. Oh, right, yeah, right? Yeah, you remember yeah. this. Yeah. I know you remember, I know you remember this. <laughs> We had to memorize but, it. But, um, <laughs> you know, this was, this was a, a while back. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and uh, and he was mentioning who was participating in this competition. Uh, it was yourself and some other people. And I was just in awe. I was like, I was like, wow, these 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 these, these youth in this community are, are doing Surah Al-Baqarah? I was oh, like, wow. and that really was a motivation I was like, man, this is a different place. This is not like, you know, 
I'm not in Kansas anymore. I'm in I'm in Albany, New York. Uh, that was something I always remember, and it was something that I always found motivation in hmm. by seeing what the community was doing. And I think that's one of the beauties of Ramadan in general is that. You know, we're all trying to wade through our lives individually. Yes, we have families, but in Ramadan, there's just that light of the community just coming together every night. As you said, seeing somebody like you don't usually see very often, but you see them, you always see them during Ramadan, right? right? And it's just that, um, that beauty of coming together. It's all centered around the book of God. Exactly. Exactly. But at the same time also, you know, you have to also be wary of that because sometimes you can get blinded by that light of Ramadan in the social element because, you know, you sort of get caught up in like, you know, the going for iftars, you know, families and and that's, that's, there's great merit in that. And, and, and it's great also to socialize and to get to know, you know, our brothers and sisters, but at the same time, sometimes we can get so blinded by it that we sort of forget that there's a spiritual component that always has to be, you know, in our minds. You know, I was uh, kind of thought about it in, in several dimensions or several ways. Uh, you know, we, we are all taught, you know, the ultimate purpose. And like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, you know, is to attain taqwa in Ramadan, especially beyond the, you know, um, you know, the maghazi or the, or the dimensions of psalm. And, uh, I, you know, I, I remember from our teachers, you know, we, we kind of have different dimensions or different motivations as human beings as to why we do stuff. Some people do it out of greed. Some do it uh, out of um, uh, fear. And some do it out of love. And that's really like, you know, in, in the whole like tarheeb and tarheeb, you know, like, you know, like, you know, uh, fearing the hellfire, uh, God forbid, or, you know, uh, having greed or having yearning for, uh, you know, uh, the uh, uh, heaven uh, and, and and its bounties that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised us as believers. And, you know, above those two is the relationship of love between you, yourself as a person and um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, and I think Ramadan is subhanAllah something that is so ma- like so much of a manifestation of that love. You know, the, you know, talk about romanticism, the whole, you know, I mean, some people kind of start laughing, but you know, honestly, like you know, from that very first moment that we talked about, you know, you're looking at, dude, you're getting out there looking for the moon, man. <laughs> so, isn't that a romantic gesture? So, well, I'll tell uh, you, when I first started fasting, it was not because of a love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I mean, mom and, and dad said you better well, start. <laughs> that's and that's actually a very a very right. good point. You know, a lot of that social and communal, uh, you know, uh, pressure maybe gets to have Ramadan more, uh, you know, mechanic or more, uh, you know, uh, that is just, okay, you know, I got to get through this. It's a camp. Uh, Or or sometimes now, like, especially in the past few years, it's becoming more like, okay, how do we get fit? How do we uh, get all these hacks going? And how do we, I mean, it's all good, by the way. It's, it's, It's amazing. I'm actually very fascinated by all these different hacks that I learn about every year. But again, you know, to me, it's it's ultimately that kind of break that, uh, you know, kind of, you know, you got to break your heart so that you can be connected in love, you know. So it's one of those, you know, there's a whole, you know, a lot of things that uh, are going on in my heart right now that I probably cannot express very eloquently. But uh, the whole idea of approaching the relationship of Psalm and therefore Taqwa based on the, uh, you know, uh, element of love. Uh, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to his book, to his messenger, you know, the whole idea of atikaf, the whole idea of uh, tarawih, you know, what drives you, you know, like back to the 
point of Surat al-Baqarah, you know, what drives you to get all this uh, memorization going on? You know, it's, you know, uh, it, I mean, yeah, it can be, you know, you get weary after a while. Love is the only thing, you know, uh, that kind of gets you going. Allah alam, that's according to my uh, recollection. And one of the things that I I, uh, um, I always think of every Ramadan is uh, in uh, in Ihya and Imam Al-Ghazali, when he talks about purification of the soul, um, he talks about the, the pedestals of mujahada, of striving. And of those pedestals is um, hunger, solitude, um, silence, and um, sleeplessness. All right? foreign concepts to most of us these days, <laughs> really. And it is. Yeah. Uh, and the very interesting thing is when, when I first um, heard of this, I was like, all of this is in Ramadan. Yeah. I mean, it's actually built in. It's like, you know, you go through a system and even if you don't want to go through that, it's like, it's just, you have to do it. Because everybody, anybody who fasts, whether they're spiritually inclined or not, whether they're, you know, um, they're just going through the motions, you're going to get hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to at least have sleeplessness. So there's no question about that. Silence is a different issue, but um, uh, and, but those first two, like the hunger and sleepiness, is just unavoidable, I think, mm-hmm. for, for everybody. That That's just sort of built into this month and just sort of points again to how this is a, a, you know, a, a crash course in spiritual refinement. Well, it's amazing how you find Allah in those things. I mean, you can't find your Lord Jalla except through hunger, right. through silence, through, you know, these types of mujahada, these spiritual exercises. And so because God knows that uh, most of us wouldn't strive to achieve those difficulties, perceived difficulties to be led to him, he forces it upon us. Right. So he put Ramadan there to allow us to taste some of it. The unfortunate thing that does tend to happen is that, you know, uh, a lot of us just want to get through the day as opposed right. to experiencing the day. And I think, you know, there, there needs to be a psychological shift, a spiritual, you know, psychological shift um, in our makeup when we're approaching these days of Ramadan. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think you're absolutely, because I, one of the things I hear, especially since we're in the longer times of the year, is like everybody's all like before Ramadan, is like, how are we going to get through these, like, you know, yeah. this, this long days of fasting, you know, it's just more of like just like a survival mood. Right. And then, then, like, then after a few weeks, you don't hear anything anymore. After the first yeah. few days, actually, right. even, you don't hear anything because it's just, you know, but well, one of the things I think that, that happens is that we sort of get caught up in, the, like, as you said, the mechanics of it. Mm-hmm. And um, even with hunger, for example, um, that that will sort of wane over, over the course of the month. In the beginning, you know, for most people, it, they feel a little bit more um, and then that you get to get used to it. And I, I think I never really thought of hunger as a as a means of uh, of you know connecting spiritually with uh, with uh, with Allah it was actually from an interfaith or actually an interfaith. It was actually I was in high school and I was um, giving a presentation about Islam in a class. Um, and I was like 15 years old, and uh, you know I was talking about Ramadan and stuff like that. And the teacher in the class, you know, who was Christian, he was like, "Man, that must be really connect you to God because every time you feel hungry, you're going to think of God." And I never thought of fasting mm. that way. Right. right. And the other big one that you mentioned is silence. I mean, I think that one of the things that, you know, I found that I would suffer from is that uh, the more I spoke or the more that I communicated in general or the more I consumed, um, the less room I had inside myself to foster a relationship with God because I was filled with all this other noise, whether it was my own noise or noise that was coming in from the outside. And once you start to take on a practice of silence, 
uh, there's this emptying out process that starts to happen where, uh, you know, you're left initially to deal with all the noise that you've collected inside. So you're like, oh, my God, what is all that? What are these thoughts? What's coming? What's happening? Where is that coming from? And then eventually you get through it. You break through that plane. And then you find that within silence, there's an immense sweetness um, in having a relationship with Allah. And so one of the things that I know I want to do this Ramadan, particularly myself, is I want to practice silence more. I want to uh, lessen the amount of communication I have with others and just increase the amount of dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, that I'm partaking in because that is a mode of getting closer to him. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, one other thing about uh, maybe an extension of uh, the silence uh, mode is even when somebody's hustling you, you know, for the lack of better words, you know, you're like, inni sa'im, inni sa'im. You know, it's a kind of another thing, you know, so I'm not going to engage. I choose not to engage. And the first thing is a reminder to myself. The second thing is a reminder to my brother, you know, that, hey, I'm fasting, you know. And it's really, uh, you know, uh, kind and of... And that's like the Ahsani approach because it, it you're going about... You're, you're actually... You're putting aside your right, which is to respond, right? And exactly. So going to a higher level. So the, the amount of self restraint is, is really, subhanAllah, uh, a key, like, you know, to, to, to the door of a, of a different phase, you know, of how you see yourself, you know, uh, you know, either in your surroundings or in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, and, and again, you know, it's, you know, if people would taste the traditional, uh, you know, text that, you know, uh, that talk about, you know, unfortunately, a lot of that is kind of parroted, you know, every Ramadan and like, you know, the hadith and, you know, I wish we can kind of just slow down and digest these, you know, uh, these kind of really special uh, relationship that uh, is promised to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hey, you're fasting. Guess what? You know, in dunya, like kind of uh, measures, you know, your breath stinks, dude, like really bad, you know, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling you, guess what? That breath is more sweeter to me than, 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 than the smell of musk, you know? And, you know, when you, when you break your fast, you know, uh, you know, you're happy and you're happy because by the virtue of breaking your fast, but then, you know, the hadith says, you know, in another hadith says, you know, that you are happy because you're going to be happy again when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know? So it's just like, it's all these subtle, you know, really instances of love, you know? And at the end, you know, you'd be like all these hours, like 16 hours of fasting. Uh, so, I mean, can I just quantify this? You know, like, no, you cannot quantify this. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling you, I got you. I'm going to give you, you know, I'm going to give you like the reward of it. SubhanAllah, everything is just like, uh, if you take this concept, you know, and if you like uh, talk about like a love relationship between human beings, you'd be like, this is the most romantic story ever, you know? But if you, I mean, if, if people would do the analogy and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is higher than any analogy, it's really, really, you know, it, 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 that's probably the only thing that kind of gets me going, you know? Uh, and uh, I, I admit I don't do much, you know, but uh, it's just that kind of approach you know, like you're dealing with your Lord, you know, in from the beginning to the end. And it, it can make a difference in, in every single step of the way. Yeah. And so I think, you know, it's interesting you're, you're saying that you said you don't do much. And I know what you mean by that. But I think a lot of people are probably thinking to themselves, like, you know, I have a nine to five job. 
a full-time job and I want to take full advantage of Ramadan, like how do I do it? And so, you know, Selena. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I think, I think that's actually probably the, the, what's, what's on a lot of people's minds because, yeah. you know, we're talking a lot about spiritual stuff, but like, right. you know, practically speaking, how do you really apply that when you're, yeah. I need to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And so, well, you, you're both working professionals uh, as am I. So, I mean, how do you do it? All right, let's go around. What, what's your, what's your, uh, what's your approach? Is why, there anything? why do you want to start with me? Are you asking? You're the one talking about love and everything, man. You're you're already like in the Ramadan. He's in the Ramadan zone already. So, uh, you know, you know, yeah, actually, Raida, yeah. talk about Ramadan zone. I think maybe a few years ago, uh, you know, we started the journey through the Quran, right. where we were just uh, commenting on one verse of the Quran. And Raidar was doing the uh, this beautiful uh, Ramadan song in the in the beginning. But you remember it, Salim? Yeah, I love that song. I love that song, Raidar. You're going to allow people just to hear it. Just a, taste just a little. Oh, come on. <laughs> Is that a podcast? Or <laughs> It's beautiful. It's really moving. My kids sing it. I sing it. We all sing it. أطل هلالك الوضاء فيه الخير والأمال وجئنا نستضيء بنورك الهادي ونمتثل وفي محرابك القدس يا رمضان نبتهل وفي محرابك القدس يا رمضان نبتهل يا رمضان يا رمضان يا رمضان نبتهل الله شاء الله you know, when we had that, when we first started the journey series, um, people were asking about, yeah. like, you know, who's, what is that song? So, I mean, for, for listeners who may not understand a lot of the words, what is, what are some of the, the, the messages or the, oh, um, so the, the is, is actually, uh, what we started with, you know, kind of, um, you know, kind of seeking the moon, mm-hmm. you know, so your, uh, your moon, uh, O month of Ramadan, has just risen upon us, and uh, it has uh, bounty, it has hope. Uh, and uh, we came to your mihrab. Of course, there's a lot of metaphor in, in the Arabic, uh, you know, lyrics of the song or of, of uh, poetry in general in the, in the Arabic language. Uh, uh, and we came. To uh, seek light in your uh, in you, O Moon, and then uh, to seek obedience. Uh, so we came to seek obedience, you know, and uh, and in your uh, uh, in your uh, we plead to Allah in your mihrab. We plead to Allah uh, uh, in 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 this zone of Ramadan, and uh, it, the song goes on uh, by saying uh, the wahi of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala came down. Uh, in this month, uh, uh, and we always seek guidance and taqwa from that wahi, and it has the beautiful night of power. So it just reminds us all, you know, uh, um, uh, and, and that beautiful night of power has the price of all our dunya and akhirah. 
So it kind of, you know, kind of reminds us again, you know, of the weighing of, of everything when it comes to Ramadan. So I, I guess rough translation. Y- yeah. I'm <laughs> I mean, not yeah. very good in translation. So I think yeah. you're off the hook now by giving us your, uh, <laughs> your approaches to Ramadan. So, so yeah. Uh, awesome here. Uh, yeah. I mean, so the, the personal approach that I've always taken is that, uh, you know, of course we're all fasting. So we're, we're doing that, which we have to do. But then, you know, there, there's different levels of fasting. And, uh, one thing I try to monitor is, uh, where my thoughts are, you know, where's my heart and, uh, am I, trying to maintain a state of the remembrance of Allah because you know fasting is that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seeks from us to to remember him but then you know if I'm sitting at my job I may be in front of a computer and I'm doing what I have to be doing uh, I can be in a state of God's remembrance Um, I don't necessarily have to have a Quran in my hand at the time but inside my heart, I can constantly be in the dhikr, the remembrance of La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, that there's no God except for God, and Muhammad is his messenger, alayhi salam. I can constantly be uh, sending prayers upon the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, in any language that I know, English, Arabic, Urdu, uh, Swahili, uh, you know, any language that is native to you and that you're familiar with where you can understand that which you're saying, do it. Uh, the human heart, my heart, needs the remembrance of God. And Ramadan is all about that. So, you know, when I'm sitting in front of the computer, I try to just keep myself in a state of dhikr. Is it happening 24-7? No. But it's happening. And then when I forget, when I stop, I remind myself and get back into it. So the the more I can inch towards a relationship in which I'm more conscious, uh, the more successful this Ramadan becomes for me. Right. I wanted to mention, you know, I mean, there are some certain human elements, you know, I mean, I, I know that this table, for instance, is very much, you know, big on coffee, you know, mm-hmm. that first 48 hours, you know, I don't drink any coffee, man. Oh, really? I never drink any <laughs> caffeine. All right. That's so good. I have my own challenges and other stuff. <laughs> okay, <all right. laughs> well, okay. At least for myself and Michael, yeah, you know, uh, so we, yeah, that, uh, you know, that draining is, is going to happen. It's going to be tough. May Allah, inshallah, be with you all. But uh, but the first, I mean, for me, lunch hour is sleep hour. I have to take that nap, no matter how hot it is. Just take your car under that shade, you know, just uh, use it. That hour is very vital to keep you going. Alhamdulillah, we have a long day now. You know, I guess all of us will probably go back home and get another two hours of sleep, you know, if your children are able to, uh, you know, uh, to kind of uh, are, are letting you. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, like uh, Matheson mentioned, it's very important, I guess, with the dhikr. I, I tend to fall asleep, you know, a lot, you know, especially in the fasting hours. And it may be like when you do the dhikr, the tasbih and the tahleel, you know, and it reminds us of, uh, uh, you know, uh, Sayyidah Fatima and uh, Sayyidina Ali, Ali Madhuanda. I mean, it's just, you know, that you get the sustenance, you get the energy out of it somehow. But, uh, you know... Uh, by the fault of Allah, you know, um, it gets a little bit easier in the 20 days in the middle, you know, but for me, the first five days, three days to five days, and the last three days, five days are always a challenge. So sabr, like part of it is sabr, you know, so, uh, I mean, it's, there's no, there's no, like, you're not gonna, there's no morphine to this, you know, right. basically, yeah, yeah. like, you, you cannot eclipse the, you know, I mean, you're going to get the occasional bobs, you know, coming to you like, not even water, dude. You can have water, too. <laughs> so you're going to have all that, you know, and you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go through these, you know, yearly seasonal kind of, uh, you know, conversations. And it's amusing, but uh, it gets you going. 
So, like, Matasso, I mean, you're, you're, uh, you know, we've talked about some previous podcasts about physical fitness and things mm-hmm. like that. Do you, uh, do you still continue on that during Ramadan? Or uh, uh, for me, Ramadan is extremely limited. You know, I know some people uh, they they do focus on it very heavily in Ramadan, and I would say that um, you know it's good to keep some of it up. But what I, I always am afraid of uh, within myself is mixing my intention. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I'm going to now, you know, really double up on my physical fitness because I can probably shed uh, some of that body fat sure. percentages yeah. in Ramadan. But then I wonder, well, why am I fasting? <laughs> right? I yeah, start yeah. to lose the ultimate purpose. And for me, when that becomes a challenge inside my heart, I, um, I want to mitigate that challenge. So uh, the focus can't be that. And uh, I, I get afraid when people focus on that in Ramadan. And so what I would advise myself to do is limit it because I'm already fasting throughout the day and I'm, I'm after something spiritual. Add it here and there as long as I can make sure that it's not overriding my true intention of seeking Allah. But if Ramadan just becomes the objective of physical fitness, then I've got a problem, right? Because the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa alayhi said, whomever fasts Ramadan, iman, out of faith of Allah, and ihtisaban, looking for Allah's reward, then they're forgiven. Not who fasts Ramadan trying to get in the right. best physical shape. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, like, I mean, obviously a lot of people, um, myself included, still try to train during Ramadan. But, um, uh, you know, I think, I think one of my, I guess experiences or one of my approaches um, is that both physically or in terms of fitness or even in some of the spiritual practices that one size doesn't fit all, Mm -hmm. you know, and I learned this actually from some tinkering with my own exercise regimens during Ramadan because I've changed it over the years. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I do cut it down. Like, for example, I cut it to like 20 minutes and I cut it to less, less days per week. Um, but uh, with a certain, just as sort of a maintenance type thing, you know, I use it as an opportunity. Actually, I actually sort of try to plan it throughout the year so that when Ramadan comes that I'm in a certain cycle where I can scale down. Perfect. That I thought was really helpful. Right. Uh, but I find that a lot of people will give like, well, you have to do, I remember like I was struggling. Okay, do I do I exercise like before iftar, right after iftar, or, like three hours later or like right before Zuhur, mm-hmm. right? And the bottom line I think is that for, for that and everything else, whether how you eat, what you eat, um, not one approach is not fit all. And I think that's one of the big mistakes that we make is that experientially you'll find what works for you. And, and so, you know, obviously we're just giving our own personal personal approaches here. But I think that's the key for everybody is just you have to find your own way and find what um, where the quality is in what you're doing. And I think when you were talking earlier about like, you know, someone in a nine to five job or, or someone who's just, you know, parents who are just dealing with little kids you know, 24 hours, you know, seven days a week. Um, you just have to find those quality moments mm-hmm. and that can be a lot. One, one moment of really sincere dhikr can be more than, you know, four hours of standing and reciting Quran, you know, and depending on where your heart is in that. And, and for me is that to me is always hope, a, a hopeful aspect of Ramadan when I enter Ramadan is that no matter what position in life I'm in, no matter what difficulties I may be facing or no matter what challenges may be on the road, you know, in the, in the next 30 days, this is a chance that even if it's just like one split second, like that one split second of just sincerity in this whole month could offset everything, could offset your entire life. I mean, you have that one, one moment of repentance, you know, yeah, in this month, and that can just take everything away. Yeah, I mean, and that is really, you know, um, that to me is 
uh, the thing I look forward to most in this month. Uh, may Allah give that to all of us, Ya Rabbi. And I, mm-hmm. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses everyone during this month of Ramadan and, and gives them above that which they seek and you know, re- reunites uh, my heart and your heart and everyone's heart with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I, I mean, uh, but in addition to that, I, you know, the quality is, is very important. Um, uh, and I mean, to Mu'tasim's uh, dua, you know, there's also that kind of regiment that you need to, you know, go mm-hmm. through. You know, it's a camp. So uh, and and, uh, and and all that the the reason behind the tarawih, the reason behind the long hours of fasting and the regiment of the Quran that you need to kind of um, you know take on is really uh, there's a quantity as well. You know uh, that is hopefully uh, something that you know uh, will kind of boost you. You know because we are slacking in, in outside of Ramadan. You know. Um, and that's by our nature as human beings. But, uh, you know, this one is just hopefully to kind of edge you up. You know, maybe after Ramadan, you're not going to be as, you know, high on like you were in Ramadan, especially in the last 10 days. But then the hope, inshallah, and, and, and the reset, inshallah, is to ha- is to leave you after Ramadan in a better shape, you know, and more connected to your, you know, rituals, you know, as well. Uh, you know, uh, because they are your gateways to your, you know, uh, to your quality. So the quantity, I, I see it as well as something that is uh, more of a prerequisite to quality, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, um, and, and that's uh, a very special message, you know, in normal Yeah, I think it's important because, yeah, you, yeah, you, know, you don't so. want to rely on just, oh, well, just like I'll do that one, one, right. one hour of the night. No, it's like right. you, you need right. to put in. Yeah. It's just like with, yeah. with any type of physical activity. Exactly. You can't yeah. just do like one push-up and be like, I'm done. I mean, you have uh, to like uh, do course. like a lot of them to actually get like your form right and be able to get that quality out of, you know out of whatever you're doing. So um, yeah, I mean, Ramadan, that's what it, it reminds us that we're spiritual creatures. That's what we are, and that connection to our Lord is through spiritual acts. That's where you find Him, Jalla wa'ala. and that's why Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has put it on us, and that's why He tells us, you know, "Come, you know, in this month, Tarawih. It's not easy, right?" is not easy. This concept that we have of the last 10 nights of Ramadan and how the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, would work even harder during those last 10 nights in a spiritual sense is giving us a message. That's where you find Allah. And, uh, you know, whether I like it or not, I will start to like it once I get through the knot. (laughs) And, you know, again, always this correlation with working out. It's not easy to work out. Uh, it's not easy to be continuous in your uh, in your workouts, but once you do and it becomes part of your life, you can't let it go. And you know the the feeling that you get being in shape compared to when you start to slip out of shape. Same thing happens to the human heart when it comes to the spiritual realities. And that's what Ramadan is there. It's a spiritual boot camp. Come through this door. Strive. Push yourself. Sweat. Do it. And taste. You know, and that's what, uh, that's just the reality of it. In terms of connecting to the Quran, mm-hmm. a lot of people find it challenging, I think, uh, especially uh, if you're not familiar with the Arabic language or, um, you know, they're not able to go to the, the prayers every night or things like that. Any particular advice you give for people trying to really connect with the Book of Allah in this month? Read it in a language you understand. 
I mean, that's the that's the generic advice that I would give to many people: read the Quran in a language you understand. And there's definitely a high importance in reading it in the Arabic, and there's a wonderful reward. But you also get rewarded for reading it in a language that you understand. And uh, it's a book that's uh, spiritual medicine, and it's a book that's also there for contemplation. So I would just suggest to everyone that if you feel that there's a distance between you and the book of Allah, then approach it through a door that you are familiar with, and that's the language that you speak. You know, I, I think it's very important as, as well to like take a look uh, at the settings of how you approach the Quran. A lot of people say like, okay, everybody listens to Mishari. Let's, let's listen to Mishari Ibn Rashid al-Fasi, you know, or everybody listens to Minshawi or etc etc so i think you as a as a person when it comes to your relationship with the quran find your um buddy that you want to listen to you know it's just like anything else you know the the soul is connected to uh, beauty and each form of beauty is connected to different kind of you know segment of uh souls and with that being said you know uh, a lot can help even if you don't understand and of course, um, you know, um, I couldn't possibly imagine, you know, like uh, the the yearning that uh, people who don't understand Arabic feel, you know, and 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 that is, you know, a huge, inshallah, you know, window in, in increasing their, you know, uh, nearness to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, even if they don't understand that yearning, inshallah, is going to, you know, infuse more closeness to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. But again. Uh, as somebody who is, you know, kind of closer or maybe a little bit more interested in the realm of music and nasheed you know i think you have to find your tune you know uh, like you know get to to know your favorite qari also uh, intellectually so on on the other hand you know get to find your uh, favorite uh, you know kind of reflector you know whether it was it's a certain da'ya or uh, a certain book that reflects on the ma'ani uh, on on the meanings of quran or uh, any sort of uh, reflection no matter how short it is even if it was for 5 minutes get that weird, you know, get that kind of, uh, you know, diet uh, of understanding a little bit. And, uh, you know, some people will tell you that so-and-so text is amazing and you start reading it and be like, I'm not connecting. Well, you don't have to connect to this one. You can connect to something else. Uh, the same thing with the Quran recitation and the same thing even goes with the way that you read it yourself. You know, some people tell you, I really find it special when I read after Fajr. But for me, sometimes like, like as soon as I pray Fajr, I need to sleep those two hours. I can't focus, you know, and it's uh, no matter how, you know, of course, it's it's a very special time. But if you can find yourself doing it somewhere else better, stick with that, you know, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of mujahada, of course, on the good times that you need to have, you know, after Fajr or, you know, uh, in the Sahar or, you know, um, you know, of course, before Maghrib and on and on. So you need to balance the mujahada. And the, uh, you know, what your heart, not your nafs, what your heart kind of inclines to, you know, and uh, that's uh, something very, you know, near and dear to me, at least as a person who is trying to approach Ramadan. It's a lot like almost like uh, um, having a close friend. Uh, you know, I was, when you're talking about Quran, I was thinking like if, for memorizing Quran, you know, most people who memorize the Quran, they tend to have, um, they will use the same mushaf. The same same uh, um, right you know yeah. book you know because you not only visually you sort of recognize that but it just sort of becomes your companion right you know as, which is interesting because when when we hear about like the hadith about like in the grave right it's like the Quran will come and hmm. give light give yeah. light and, and and your fasting will come right mm-hmm. and it's like I think that's a good point Lloyd, about like finding familiarity and 
and things and just using those things over and over again where yeah. there's like you're saying the rec- finer particular reciter i think that's a really good point that finding that um that familiarity and consistency and doing something over the month any um particular dua or supplication that really you focus on in this month or that and when you asked that question one dua came to my heart where uh Prophet give us, give ourselves its taqwa, give my nafs its taqwa, its consciousness of you. And purify it, for you are the best who can purify it. And you are its uh, its wali, its um uh, Every time you ask me for uh, what is like a friend, it's his uh, companion, and you're its mola, you're its uh, lord, lord. Yeah. You know, so th- that's that's one dua that I find is very special, very beautiful, and something I'll be repeating throughout Ramadan. And 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 uh, by the way, it's uh, There's a latifa. There's a, there's a subtle kind of approach. You know uh, that. Again, the purpose of Ramadan is to attain taqwa, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who gives us the taqwa, you know? So we seek, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, gives, you know, and then the same thing with tazkiyah, you know? We seek tazkiyah, but at the end, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, بَلِلَّهُ يُزَكِّكُمْ You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will will allow you, will will grant you, it will open that door for you to really benefit from that tazkiyah. So it's just like the medicine. You take the medicine, but the fa'l of, you know, of the medicine is really in the hands of Allah. So it's just, of course, uh, a core aqidah thing, you know. I don't want to turn this into, <laughs> but you know, it's 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 really subhanallah that kind of you know back and forth. And uh, uh, one last thing I want to mention, you know, is you know, and Akhimat also mentioned about you know the hadith and the du'as of the Prophet Maybe just try to connect as well, like five to ten minutes to the seerah, you know. Like see in general what you can listen to. Maybe uh, I know a lot of people are driving, commuting in the daytime. Try to you know pick up on some of the sira. You know, uh, you know it's very it's very nice if your nafs is tamed in this month to kind of have that space filled with uh, you know uh, a role model to kind of show you or show that nafs like where it should go. And I think you know having another diet of the seerah, you know, in addition to the Qur'an. I know a lot of people say, like, it's the month of the Qur'an, that's it. You know, uh, checking out the life of the Qur'an walking on uh, on earth is, is is something that is, you know, definitely uh, worthwhile in terms of the translation as well. Yeah, I mean, because when you say it's the month of the Qur'an, I mean, like our guide yeah. just said, who was the Qur'an? Exactly, who was the walking Qur'an? The <laughs> he, was, he was the Qur'an. Was the Qur'an. So I want to thank uh, thank uh, Qaidar and Mutasim for joining us today and just an you know, informal conversation on uh, as we enter the blessed month of Ramadan. We're actually going to um, play uh, a mess, a special message from uh, uh, Sheikh beloved to us, Sheikh Mohsen Najjar, who, if you've heard our previous podcast before, um, we mentioned him and uh, remember we're talking about him in the physical oh, fitness yeah, one yeah. because he's just uh, an amazing an amazing individual, both physically and spiritually. Um, we're going to play this message uh, from him as we close the program out uh, to all of us uh, um, on this on this eve of Ramadan and as we begin this holy month. And we're going to see you again, inshallah, um, here from the Mad Wire podcast after the month of Ramadan. So we're going to take a break. And inshallah, we'll see you on the other side of Ramadan, inshallah, maybe a, a month full of barakah. Amen.
and a mercy for uh, mm-hmm. for all of us. And uh, again, thank you for listening. Remember to check out imanwire.com for our latest articles and podcast episodes. And thank you again. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Alhamdulillah for all his gifts. And the greatest gift of all is the gift of Islam and the gift of Iman. Alhamdulillah who chose us to be among the ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu the best ummah that has ever come to mankind. Alhamdulillah who have honored us with Iman. Alhamdulillah who took us away from kufr and asyan. Alhamdulillah, who blessed us with the honor of the Quran. Alhamdulillah, who gave us barakah in Shaban. Alhamdulillah, who has made us survive to witness Ramadan. Kul am wa antum wa and your loved ones are bikhair and in good health, ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, as you have made us witness Ramadan, we ask you to help us to uh, fulfill uh, the best and the most perfect of fast and to uh, do the most perfect of qiyam and to avail ourselves of your uh, uh, gifts that are uh, spread uh, across the time during this beautiful month of Ramadan. Um, I take this opportunity to say to all of our loved brothers and sisters, their families and their loved ones, and to the ummah of our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu um, As we know that uh, tomorrow, Saturday, the 27th of May 2017, will be the first of Ramadan for this year, uh, 1438 Hijra. Uh, sallallahu um, I take this opportunity to tell everybody, Alhamdulillah, Ramadan is here and Ramadan, the majority of all Muslim countries have are going to be starting Ramadan tomorrow, Saturday. Um, the, uh, the Hilal, the crescent of Ramadan has been witnessed with the naked eye and also that agreed with all calculations and with the birth of the moon. We were trying to sight the, the moon here in England there was a, a little bit of a haze on the horizon and it was uh, a, a low crescent anyway so we were not able to see it uh, uh, from where we were in Wembley today tonight will be the first night of the taraweeh may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, enable us all to attend i would recommend that everybody uh, do their best in this very first of night of Ramadan uh, to be in a jama'ah, in a mosque, to pray Isha with the jama'at and to finish, uh, to witness the first taraweeh. This is an amazing night because the, in the first night of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gazes upon his creation and whoever is included in that gaze, uh, he inshallah and, and she and all of us, ya Rabb Amin and the Ummah will become of people of eternal felicity. Sa'adatan in the, uh, in the hadith al-Qudsi, la yashqa ba'daha abada. He will never witness any shaqa, any richness, and any failure after which ever, inshallah. So, uh, and this is just the beginning of Ramadan. And Allah glances us, and if you catch this, and if you are included in this one glance, all your worries are away, and, and you will be... Uh, experience sa'ada, which is felicity, in all of your affairs, in this dunya, and in the barzakh, and inshallah, in the akhirah, ya Rabbil Alameen. Uh, we pray Allah to include us among people that he will uh, gaze upon tonight, ya Rabbil Alameen. 
it's a sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu to perform a new ghusl to receive the months and to start the taraweeh and to be prepared for this and because they uh, in the Salat al-Qiyam there is great great benefits as you all know qala sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam man qama ramadan imanan wa ihtisaban ghufira lahu ma taqaddama min dhanbih and in a different narration wa ma ta'akhkhar he who uh, uh, does the qiyam of ramadan uh, in, 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 in true uh, uh, iman of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in expectation of his reward subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, Allah will forgive all what went past uh, uh, of his wrong actions and all that is to come of his wrong actions uh, inshallah as an, in the added, in the added narration so uh, I take this opportunity to say uh, and I would like to uh, remind everybody as we will be doing the tarawih uh, we'd make the dua for the hilal of Ramadan Allahumma ahilhu alayna بِالْأَمْنِ وَالْإِيمَانِ وَبِالْخَيْرِ وَالْبَرَكَةَ وَالْإِسْلَامِ اللهم هلال رشد وخير ويسر وأمن وبركة ربنا وربك الله اللهم أشهده علينا بكل خير يا رب العالمين اللهم كما بلغتنا رمضان فأعنا فيه على كمال الصيام وأعنا فيه على كمال القيام وأعنا فيه على كمال تلاوة القرآن مع التدبر والفهم يا رحمن ونسألك اللهم أن تعيننا على كمال التعرض للنفحات في هذه الليالي والأيام المباركات نسألك اللهم أن تجتعمنا فيه بالرحمة وتشملنا فيه بالمغفرة وتجعلنا فيه من عتقائك من النار يا رب العالمين الله سبحانه وتعالى has in every night of these nights of Ramadan and tonight is one of them uh, millions and millions of عتقاء من النار he forgives people uh, just uh, 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 out of his total generosity, people who deserve to go to the fire, Allah set them free inshallah. May Allah make us among those that he will set free. Uh, inshallah, this is just a greetings. It will be followed inshallah with messages about Ramadan and what we need to do. All I need to remind everybody and as the night has come full is to now make the niyat of Siyam. All of us should be saying Nawaitu Siyama Shahar رمضان هذا العام لله تعالى إيمانا واحتسابا اللهم أعنا وتقبل منا يا أكرم الأكرمين وأرحم الراحمين um, we should make the need for fast in the entire months of Ramadan for this year and uh, with Imam Malik one need at the beginning of the month suffices it is for the rest of the months and inshallah um, we, these are issues with the, so we all make the need to fast the entire months from now and inshallah I would recommend that if people uh, do Isha in Jama'at and do Fajr in Jama'at Qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if you do Isha in Jama'at, it's as if you've uh, made Qiyam of half of the night. And if you do Fajr in Jama'at, it's as if you've made Qiyam for the entire night. We uh, should endeavor to do Qiyam, uh, to do Aisha and Fajr in Jama'at, so that inshallah we are considered uh, as if we've done Qiyam of the entire months of Ramadan. We will get the reward of that, and we will get the reward naturally for those who did who do Qiyam of Laylatul Qadr. May Allah make us of the people who will witness Laylatul Qadr, and uh, that Allah will accept them in Laylatul Qadr. وَيَرْفَعْ لَنَا وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا كُلَّ قَدْرٍ وَيَجْمَعْنَا فِيهَا إِيَّاكُمْ مَعَ حَبِيبًا ال
البدر واجعلها من الليالي مباركه يا الله ميكديس رمضان رمضان الخير رمضان التوبه رمضان الصلاح رمضان الاكرام رمضان النفع رمضان ابرك رمضان علينا وعليكم وعلى امه النبي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم الله يعيننا فيه على الطاعات ويقبل منا رمضان اللهم سلمنا لرمضان وسلم رمضان منا وتقبله منا وسالما يا رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم وكل عام وأنتم بخير